How many of you thought when you got up this morning that you would hear the Christmas story as told to you by a donkey? <laughs> well, I have to tell you, full disclosure, Clopper's name is not actually in the Bible. Just, just have to let you know that, you know, for the sake of biblical accuracy here today. In fact, you know what's interesting, and you might not have ever noticed this before, in the Christmas story, there are no animals mentioned. Like, I mean, every one of us, we, we, we know about the animals. Everybody that has a nativity, we have animals in it, right? I mean, we know the songs, the, 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 the ox and the ass are sleeping, the cattle are lowing when the baby awakes, right? Uh, the, the sheep, we assume that they are there with the shepherds, right? The donkey, I mean, whether his name's Clopper or not, you know, surely there was a donkey, but go back and read the story again. There's not one animal that's actually mentioned in the story. Although there is some extra biblical literature historically that does talk about the animals. I, I did a little research and I thought it was interesting to know that in the second century, there was a book called the Proto-Gospel of James that mentions Clopper, not by name, but it mentions the donkey and it says specifically that Joseph put Mary on the donkey, and then it says later, she said, get me down, the baby is pressing. So if you wanna read the proto-gospel of James out of the second century, although I don't know how much stock I would put in extra biblical history because I also discovered there was a Latin text written in the seventh and eighth century called the Gospel of Pseudo-Matthew. And he writes that there were lions and leopards and dragons at the manger. <laughs> So do what you will with the extra biblical historical writings. We might want to stay with the word of God. How about it? But Clopper is easy to imagine being at the story. In fact, not only to imagine him, but I don't know if you knew this, uh, he's not the only donkey to teach a lesson in God's word. Uh, I actually want to teach you a very short message here. I want to give you a lesson from a donkey. And I want all the parents to know I will not be reading from the King James Version today. I don't want you to get the wrong idea with this sermon. But uh, I do want to share a message. That was for you, Rick Steinle. That joke was just for you. I, I want to share a lesson from a, a donkey, two donkeys. There's a story in Numbers chapter 22. It's a crazy story. And I want to read Part of the text too. Numbers 22, verse 21. We'll put these on the screen today. Check it out. It says, Balaam got up in the morning and saddled his donkey and went with the Moabite officials. But God was very angry with him, with him when he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the road to oppose him. Balaam was riding on his donkey and his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand, it turned off the road into a field. Balaam beat the donkey to get it back on the road. Now, I got to be honest. That would be really strange if the donkey that he rode all the time just darted off in, into a field. But sometimes, I was thinking about my dog, Reese. And sometimes she just randomly barks for no reason. I don't know if you have animals that, that just, for no reason, she just starts barking. And I look out the window and I don't see anything and no one's coming. 
And, and in my weaker moments, I'll be honest, I feel like, I feel like beating that dog. I don't do it. I don't do it. But I just want it to stop. But then I remember this verse. I remember this verse that, that Balaam beat his donkey because he couldn't see what the donkey saw. There was actually an angel. Now, I don't know if any angels with drawn swords have been visiting my house. I hope not. I hope not. But don't beat your animals because, you know, they might be seeing something you're not seeing. So then what happens is Balaam beats his donkey. He gets it back on the path, and he goes down the road. And then the angel of the Lord goes a little bit farther down the path to an area that's narrow. And, and, and so the donkey sees the angel again, and he tries to squeeze by. And when he tries to squeeze by the angel, he smashes Balaam's foot against the wall. And so Balaam, it says he beat the donkey a second time. He's like, what are you doing, you stupid animal? And he beats the donkey. And so then the angel goes farther down the road to a spot that's so narrow that Balaam's donkey can't get past. And so Balaam's donkey just clip-clopping down the path, and he gets to the angel, and there's the angel of the Lord with his sword drawn. And the Bible says Balaam's donkey just sat down. And Balaam got so mad at that donkey that he takes out a stick and he starts beating the donkey with a stick. Now, the next three verses in the Bible is some of the most amazing series of events that you'll ever see. I want to make sure you believe what I'm saying, so I'm going to put these verses on the screen. I want you to see what happened next. In Numbers chapter 22, verse 28 says, Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth, and it said to Balaam, what have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? That's right. Shrek was inspired by the word of God. <laughs> Donkey talked. We don't know his name, but he's got text in the Bible. The donkey talked. Now, let me just say, if, if God talks to you through a donkey you're probably not paying attention. It's probably not his first option. But he speaks to Balaam through the donkey. And as crazy as that verse is, the next verse is even more unbelievable. Verse 29 says, Balaam answered the donkey. You've made me a fool, he says. If only I had had a sword in my hand, I'd kill you right now. I got questions. Like, Balaam's donkey talks to him, and then Balaam answers. It doesn't say Balaam fainted and then got up off the ground. It, it, it just says he answered the donkey. I mean, I wonder, like, is this not the first conversation they had? Does he often talk to the donkey? I... I don't know. I'm like, he just answered. Like, oh, you're going to tell me? Well, I'm going to tell you. If I had a sword, I'd have killed you, you stupid donkey. And if that verse isn't amazing enough, the next verse blows my mind. Verse 30 says, the donkey said to Balaam, am I not your own donkey, which you have always ridden to this day? Have I been in the habit of doing this to you? No. He said, so donkey talks, 
Balaam actually argues with the donkey, and then Balaam loses the argument with a donkey. He loses the argument. Like, this just, this blows my mind. And then the next thing that happens, is it says God opened Balaam's eyes. All of a sudden, he sees the angel of the Lord standing there with his sword drawn. All of a sudden, he realizes why the donkey ran into the field, why the donkey smashed his foot against the rock, and why the donkey sat down and refused to go any farther. And then here's what the angel of the Lord says to Balaam. He says, if you hadn't stopped, I would have killed you with the sword. And then he says this, but I would have let the donkey live. Isn't that great? So all of a sudden, Balaam humbles himself and he realizes he hadn't been listening to God. Here's what Balaam's donkey teaches us. He teaches us that, number one, God can speak to us any way, however, whenever, through whoever he wants to. So we ought to make it a, a purpose of our heart to be listening for the voice of God lest he have to go to desperate measures and you know, get the animals talking to us again. But God can speak to us however he wants to. Now, let me give you a second lesson from a donkey. The first donkey was Balaam's donkey. The second one is Jesus' donkey. In fact, all four of the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, tell us about Jesus' donkey. Matthew and John in their gospel, they actually tell us why this donkey is so important because this donkey was prophesied about in the Old Testament. The prophet Zechariah actually prophesied about the donkey that Jesus would ride on. And so in Matthew chapter 21 verse 2 and 3 says this, Jesus was speaking to his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he'll send them right away. Now, when you read about this story in Mark's gospel and in Luke's gospel, they both tell us that that is exactly what happened. The disciples, they went into town, they found a donkey tied to a post, they untied the donkey to take it, and then the owner comes out and says, hey, what are you doing with my donkey? And so they said exactly what Jesus told them to say. Luke 19, 34, they replied, the Lord needs it. And what's amazing is that was enough. The owner of the donkey just gave it to them. He gave them the donkey. He let Jesus use his donkey. And then Jesus rode that donkey into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. So the lesson that we learn from Jesus' donkey is this. If Jesus really is your king, if he really is the Lord, then everything we have belongs to him. Everything we have, our, our, our favorite gift under the Christmas tree, the time that we have, the talent and the ability that we have, our occupation, our job, your, your dreams, your desires, your hopes. If he's really the Lord, then to hear the Lord needs it ought to be enough. Now, most of us I know don't own a donkey. Some of us do. The Shaws own a donkey. I don't know if anybody else is a donkey owner, but I'm certainly not a donkey owner, but there are things I do have. There are things I do have. 
And so the question that I want to ask, and I'm going to ask our musicians to come back. We're going to pray together in this service. But as they're coming, the question I want to ask is, are you surrendering what you do have to God? Are you giving Jesus what he's given you? God actually tried to talk to two different guys through a donkey. The first guy he tried to talk to, Balaam, wasn't listening. So he beat his donkey and he got mad. Then he argued with the donkey. Then he lost the argument. The second guy was told the Lord needs it. And he was happy to give Jesus his donkey. And now every year on Palm Sunday, we remember that guy's obedience. Every year on Palm Sunday, we celebrate that Jesus rode into Jerusalem while the people waved the palm branches and shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. He did that riding on this man's donkey. And just knowing that makes me wonder, what does God want to do in my life? What does God want to do in your life? And what could he do if we were willing to give him what he asked of us? Whether it's telling somebody about Jesus, giving in an offering, an act of kindness, whatever it might be. If, if you hear the Holy Spirit say to you, the Lord needs it. Are we going to be blind to the voice of God like Balaam was and just fight against what he's trying to accomplish? Or are we going to be like the second man that heard the Lord needs it and he said, then he can have it. And we don't know his name and we don't know his donkey's name. But we know his story and we celebrate it in God's word. So here, here's the prayer that I want us to pray. And I, I want to ask Day and Macy and Mally and Morgan, would y'all join me again? We're going to pray together as a family. In fact, I want to ask you to stand all over the room if you would. On this last Sunday of 2022, I, I just, I want to do two things. I want us to commit to listen for God's voice. He's speaking. He's speaking through his word. He's speaking through parents. He's speaking through circumstances. He can speak in all kinds of ways. In fact, I, I was just reminded this, this last Tuesday as most of you know Ben and Kelly and Emma who are here. They experienced a, a devastating fire. And so many of you just have rallied around them in this past week and shown love to them and helped them. But uh, Kelly and I were riding out towards West York and it hadn't rained at all. And she said, look, there's a rainbow. There's a rainbow. And we just sat there in traffic, amazed. And you know what? God was speaking right then. There's a million other people that saw that rainbow and they didn't hear a word from God. But he, he was speaking louder than a shout in my car. We knew God was saying, I keep my promises. I keep my promises. So I want us to commit on, on the last Sunday of 2022 to listen for God's voice and to offer him what you have. 
Can we pray together? Maybe you want to take the hand of the person next to you or put a hand on their shoulder just as, as, a, as a sign of unity and the fact that we're the family of God coming together. Let's pray. God, we thank you today for your presence in our lives. That is the greatest gift that we could have. And God, we thank you that you are speaking. You're speaking to this church. You've led and guided us throughout this year. You've been faithful. God, we look back on this year and we are so grateful. God, you're speaking to us individually. And some of us, maybe we've been like Balaam. Maybe, maybe we're missing all the signs. We're missing all the cues. We've actually been fighting against what you're trying to accomplish. But God, we want to humble our hearts today. And we want to open our spiritual ears. And we want to hear your voice. So we commit, Lord, we are listening. Have your way. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our families. Have your way in our church. Jesus, we're listening for your voice. In your word, through your Holy Spirit, speak to us, Lord. Guide us and lead us. And God, we commit today what we learned from this man that gave up his donkey for Jesus. If the Lord needs it, that's enough. God will give it to you. We'll give you of our time. We'll give you of our abilities, of our, our strength, our resources, our finances. God, e even our hopes and our dreams, Lord, we, we place it all, our whole lives, on the altar. As a living sacrifice, Lord, may it be holy and pleasing and acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said amen. Amen. Come on, let's bless the Lord together one more time. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas.